The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. And I got to say, we've had so many other guests. We've gone straight into show without playing all the, the front-end stuff. I miss hearing the Star Wars main title on bagpipes. Such a great feeling. <laughs> um, again, like I said, we are the Smugglers 3, and we are being joined by Master Droid Builder himself, because that's the best way I could put it, because most of the videos I see are him and his droids. And uh, when Zoe and I went, of course, with the whole family, we went to Galaxy's Edge to uh, for her birthday. And, of course, my mom bought her, uh, sent her the money so sh- she could build her BB droid, her ball droid. It was this gentleman's videos that we watched to see if she even wanted a uh, a chip an emotion chip to go with it what she decided no because she wants the she wanted to keep the movie sound so the master built droid builder i'm talking about you know him from his channel the dano channel is dan flores how's everyone doing good thanks for having me on guys our pleasure so yes zoe ended up building a purple and white bb droid with a purple top normal purple dome top uh it's bbz3 but she called but its nickname is grape awesome that's awesome i will shoot you pictures later <laughs> it's always funny hearing how i get introduced on things is droid builder because for a while it was lightsaber person is like lightsaber yeah. aficionado and builder and then this last year since galaxy's edge opened it's i've been getting a little bit more of the droid push from people and then soon it's going to be bounty hunter <laughs> so I, so keep keep in mind of my other projects coming up soon well we're going to get into that um but before we get into that, it, we're going we're gonna to do that nice time-honored tradition when we have other podcasters or other bloggers on the show, and that's a little... Minus Derek's groan, because apparently he's not going to groan tonight. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do any good anyway. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't. So uh, we have a little icebreaker game that we call Star Wars Family Feud or Smuggler's Feud. It is based off the Star Wars Family Feud. Um, we played a little different. We're going to go back and forth with each answer. Um, closest one, whoever gets the number one answer or close to it uh, is the winner in case of a tie. Because uh, there is a chance that both parties can strike out on their third strike in the same round. So, Dan, I'm going to offer you card one, two, or three. I will take two. It's a trap. It, okay, you said two. From the yeah, left or from the two. right? Uh, from the left. Okay. Well, no, wait, it doesn't matter, does it? I go like, <laughs> it's like if it's the middle, just the middle one. Okay. This is one of those follow the um, queen situations. <laughs> now, this is going to be one. Definitely tonight's answer. Half Star Wars brain, half non-Star Wars brain. <laughs> okay. there, there's the green I'm looking for. Um, so, eight answers on the board. Get it right. Get it wrong. 
Just like that. If he remembers which button's which. Yeah, at least you got them right this time. If you really get it wrong. Anyway, uh, eight answers on the board. If Yoda was going to a fancy dress party, what would his costume be? So we always start with our guest. So, Dan, you're up. A fancy dress party? Like a costume party? Yes. What would his costume be? An owl. Toilet. Okay. (laughs) All right. Oh, boy. I don't have anything on this one, Derek. This may be a quick uh, game. <laughs> yeah, really. How about a Jedi? Um, He's yeah. already got the robes. Number four okay. answer. <laughs> Number four. Number four. <laughs> okay. Wow. Back to Dan. Um, Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is going to be quick, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How about an Ewok? Number one hey, answer. Number one. Number one. Really? Yeah, wow. wait till you hear the rest of these. So back. Yeah, I'm sure. Back to Dan. Oh, this is going to be terrible. Um, Ewok is number one. Uh-huh. Jedi was number four. Four. Of eight. Wait, you, of you eight. said. <laughs> who said Darth Vader? Was that you, Dan? Actually, yeah. you have one strike because Darth Vader is on here. Number six. I misread. Number six. So, oh, okay. oh, oh, oh. Then so my guess on me. for this round. So you have one, just one strike, not two. Okay. Is it still my turn now? Or? It is still your turn. Yeah. Then I'm going to go with the Emperor. Mm, now no. to two okay, now I have two strikes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go a little bit outside the box and say E.T. Oh, that's oh. a good one. I like that. Number two. Ah. Wow. Ah, I figure since Yoda hey. was in E.T., it's yeah. time for Yoda to actually be in right. E.T. <laughs> Maybe right. he was E.T. Yeah. Maybe. Yodaception. Because E.T. was in the Senate. <laughs> yeah. In the prequels. And that's so, the number two answer was E.T.? That was number two answer. Uh, Ewok E.T. Huh. Is it my turn again? It is I your turn again. Or no, I have two. You have two. Yeah, um, two. Oh, wow. E.T. Okay, so let's do non. This is tough. Um, it is. It's a fun icebreaker. An breaker. elf? Like Santa's elf? Is that? <laughs> number eight. Okay. See, All right. Now you're starting to get the, this. This is a great little icebreaker. I got this for Christmas one year. I have a Marvel version of this as well for when we are on Mighty Marvel. <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually, I have the game and I've never played it. <laughs> like, I always just buy Star Wars game for like versions of the game when I see them. Yeah. And we sometimes don't even get it right I do over. that too, yeah. Well, yeah. We're, we're not playing this traditional family feud style, but for the show, this makes for a great little bit. That's why it's Smuggler's yeah. Feud, not Family Feud. Because oh. the rules are always changing. And since he has the Marvel yeah. version, too, he doesn't just torture us. I don't. Mm. <laughs> I don't. So, Wookiee Radio, back to you guys. Okay, Derek, your turn. How many How many uh, answers are left? We have gotten Ewok, E.T., Jedi, Darth Vader, Elf. So, three answers left. Three left. Uh, hmm. Let's go with R2-D2. Number seven. Hey. Wow. All right. Does it look like to anybody else that um, Mike over there, as he's getting ready to hit the button, looks like Dr. Venkman getting ready to hit the shock switch? <laughs> he's in their hand resting over, waiting, 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 and then all of a sudden you hit the button. We'll go, we'll go into devious mode. <laughs> okay. Back to Dan. Two answers all right. left. And I have two strikes. You have two strikes. I, I got to say Chewbacca. I figured the height differentiation might be a good contrast, but no. No. So then Wookie got Radio non Star Wars answers. Wookie Radio wins, but give you guys a chance to wrap up the round. Oh no, that's okay. We won. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I'm trying to think. Did I have anything else that it might have been? N- number seven. Number seven. R two D two. He said R2-D2. Said oh, um, Derek did, yeah. We I'm already sorry. got that I'm one. I'm sorry. Number five, dog. A dog? Uh, okay. That's random. That's n- kind of random. <laughs> number three, Jawa. Uh, okay. uh, wow. Right. And who did they ask? Is it just like a random poll? <laughs> it's, it's random poll. <laughs> just like yeah. any family. I think if they just asked the questions around their office and said, what do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. All right. I need a it's number to go with the number random. one answer. <laughs> so, um... Tell us a little bit about the Dano channel, how you got started, uh, just sure. your story. So I got started on YouTube specifically in 2013. 
uh, around that time, I was actually doing artwork, a lot of it through Instagram. Uh, it was painting, you know, the Tom's shoes, those little canvas shoes. Yeah, plain. yeah. I was doing a lot of Disney artwork on Tom's shoes, and I was getting some traction on Instagram. And enough traction that I quit my day job to do that full-time and sell that artwork through Etsy. And when I was home, my son was only about four at the time, so we pulled him out of daycare because why pay for daycare if I'm home all day? And I found that he was watching a lot of YouTube during the day, you know, a lot of family, like kids' channels. And I had the great idea to double dip, record myself while painting. That way I could make a little bit of income off the videos, maybe teach people a little bit of art tutorial stuff, and sell the artwork, you know, at the same time. Why not just record while I'm doing the work? Right. A little exercise. Right. So that's what started the channel. My first videos are all just Disney painting on shoes and teaching people how to do it and, like, techniques. Uh, from there, it kind of branched into Disney parks because I'm a big Disneyland nerd. So um, I've been going there since about 2000, like regularly I've been going to Disneyland Never and I don't live in it. California. Never heard of it. Oh, <laughs> Actually, that's kind of what brought me to Nevada in 2002 was that I love visiting Disneyland so much, but I didn't want to live in California, but we're like, well, Vegas is close enough and cheaper, but I can visit when I want. But uh, either way, it, the content moved from shoes and artwork into Disney park vlog kind of stuff. And through there, uh, since I'm a big Star Wars nerd also, during Celebration 2015, uh, we had the whole family out and the build a lightsaber station. Mm -hmm. You know, it happened yep. a couple of them up there in Florida. But I did a video of that with my son, my youngest son. He wanted to build a lightsaber. I said, cool, let's make a video about it. And I didn't think anything of it. Kept doing the artwork stuff, too. And just like, you know, mixing in Disney Parks videos here and there. And a couple months later, I looked and I noticed that that one video with him had like 60,000 views, which for me starting out, that was huge. I was like, oh my gosh, like how, how did that one video get like 60,000 views? Can I do that again? So on my next trip, I decided to just do another build your own lightsaber video at the same station and do like Luke's lightsaber, like a specific lightsaber instead of a random one. And I noticed that video picked up too. So then every visit, I just, I just sat there at that station, started recording them. And that really took my channel off was doing those build a lightsaber tutorials at that little station and so from there i i have a huge micro machines collection star wars micro machines so i started uh, doing more of that kind of i was like well let me dig through my collection started just showing off more star wars stuff if youtube seems to be favoring my channel and star wars content why not pivot that way and since it was 2015 that was the same year we got force awakens merch yeah. and all that new stuff yeah. so i was able to just lean in hard on the new blade builders lightsabers and basically just jumped in the night all that stuff came out would come home, stay up all night, do video reviews, and have them out first. And so I kind of just became the Star Wars toy reviewer from there. And now that Galaxy's Edge is open years later, now it's going back to more Disney parks and merch and whatever. And yeah, it's just kind of like always evolving into something a little bit different. Okay. Now, you mentioned Disneyland. Have you been to Galaxy's Edge or I'll say Batu East? I have not. Ah, uh, when you do, if I'm not blacked out, we need to hook up. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. And now you're um, and the reason why I say that is I would love to be involved because uh, Ken's in Ohio, Derek's in Massachusetts. So I'm the lone representative over here at the moment. I would love to work with you on a, on a bounty hunt one day. If you come uh, out yeah. here. So tell us a little bit about uh, this latest project you're doing, the bounty hunt. Yeah. So this earlier this year, I had this idea to do kind of a live streaming game in the land. And it's actually changing quite a bit, too. It started out where I would just go live on Instagram and say, hey, whoever can find me can claim the bounty. And the bounty would be um, actually it started out as Beskar. It was like I had 3D printed little things of Beskar, oh, like 3D sweet. printed credits. And actually it started because I was there and I, I did little drops. I dropped them and would take a picture and be like, look, here's the bounty. Come claim it and then leave it. And then someone would tag me. Hey, I got the bounty. And that was it. A cast member reached out and said they don't really like art drops. They don't want you leaving stuff yeah. in the park. Security frowns upon that. And I said, okay, thank you for the heads up. Good to know. Ask security if it would be okay if I did a live stream and had somebody meet me and I could give them the thing for free. If that doesn't break any rules, let me know. So they asked around and they said, no, that's actually okay. As long as it doesn't interrupt guest experience for anybody else, then you're good to go. So I'm like, okay, cool. I got the green light to do that. So then I tested it out like the first weekend. Uh, I think it was like the week before Rise of Resistance opened. It was like January 17th or something like that. And I didn't know how it was going to go. I was like, well, I'm going to go live on Instagram. I've been talking it up all week about this bounty hunt thing. I'm going to go live on Instagram and just see what happens. Hopefully there will be people in the park who are following me and you know will see me go live and will like track me down 
And the first guy found me within like two or three minutes. Wow. I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. I had no idea. Like, and again, I'm not a local to, I mean, I go to Disneyland often, but I don't live in California or anything like that. I have to travel when I go out there. So I'm just like, I never know how it's going to go. I'm like, I don't know how much of my following is actually in the park at that moment on that Saturday that I happen to be visiting. So that went quick. I did another one later that day. They found me in about five minutes. So then I decided to kind of retool it and make a little bit harder. So I was like, that was way too easy. If someone found me in three minutes and, you know, Batu, it's not that big. Right. Black Spire Outpost isn't really that big. You can get from one end to the other in three to four minutes if you hurry. Yeah, if you hurry. You know? Yeah. So I was like, I need to make it a little bit harder. So I started doing more like puzzles and I would post something on Instagram using the hashtag Batu Bounty Hunt. It would be a picture of like text I wrote in Arabesh. And it, I think the first one I did, I wrote Dengar in Arabesh. And I, the caption I put is, this is my least favorite bounty hunter. And that's all I did. I posted that in the morning. And then later, like for my third hunt in the afternoon, I posted one that I said, I need to, the first person who can find me and tell me who my least favorite bounty hunter is can claim the prize. And it was a bag of credits. And so I just kind of hit out in Docking Bay 7 with my son. He was just kind of recording. Well, I'm just live sitting there with a red wall behind me in one of the little canisters. And about five minutes, someone came up and like, Dengar, you, Dengar is your least favorite. And I'm like, wow. You guys are paying attention and really good at this. So I'm going to just keep increasing the difficulty level. Uh, one of the other ones I did was, you know, the Datapad app? Yep. Where you have to like go yep. and hack things. Um, which I asked which a lot proof. of people don't realize it's available to use. And that's what makes Batu even more special. Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to incorporate that into the hunt. Because the hunt is, it's a way for me to you know interact with my community, the people that follow me. Right. But it's also a way to like play and get into Galaxy's Edge even more. Yeah. You know, people go there and they're hyped and they spend all this money on this big vacation. And you get there and it's like, okay, this is really cool, but it's kind of missing that live action that they promised us ahead of time that you know yeah. there was going to be yep. more like bounty hunters and droids walking around and so this is kind of my way of making that a little bit more real uh you know is like having a little game where hey i'm gonna go live and i need somebody to hack the falcon for me and make sure it's not working so if you can find me and bring me a video clip of you hacking the falcon using the data pad then you'll claim the bounty first one to do that and find me can claim the bounty and so i just use my 3d printer to print little prizes and stuff like that and I put like a, I had one where I did a chance cube. I was like, all right, you have a paper inside your bag that says roll for a new ship. And I bought like a Hot Wheels ship. It was like a little extra prize. And I rolled, you know, if they rolled a blue, they could claim the extra Hot Wheels toy. Just like as a little bonus thing, just to make the, exactly, you got them right there, the little yeah. chance cubes. So I've been kind of just thinking of new ways to make the Batu bounty hunt more of like a story kind of thing where you have to go do this specific thing using the data pad or you have to translate cool. this thing, you, you know. And just kind of build it into a live game. But the thing is, I don't want it to just be me. I feel like the community wants to take part and host their own stuff. So what I'd like to do and where I want to get it once the parks open up and we can kind of have more contact with each other once all this pandemic stuff is over. Um, I'd like to have people host their own hunts on all coasts. We use the Facebook group or even like a Google calendar to just keep track of who's going to be hosting right. a hunt when. So everybody can be like, oh, hey, this guy, we need to follow him. He's going to be hosting a hunt that day. And I would use my Instagram following to boost it. We could go live at the same time, even though I'm here in Las Vegas, even if I'm not there. Right. We go live at the same time and people will, on my audience will say, hey, I need to follow that guy and find him in Florida or even in California. You know, if I'm not home and can't be there or I'm sorry, not at Disneyland and I can't be there then we can still do it through the magic of the internet. See, I, I was thinking about the same type of thing uh, before you had mentioned, before you, I saw the bounty hunt. I'm like, my problem is being a cast member, I'm blacked out. And then right now mm -hmm. with state of the parks, I'm blacked out for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to do the same type of thing and do a hunt. And again, you know, part, I think I'm on the bounty hunter Facebook page, your bounty hunt okay. Facebook page. I think. Yeah. But I would love to do something and call it like a smuggler's hunt or smuggler's gambit, something. I got to come up with a name yeah, for yeah. it um, and something like that. And then when these two guys join me down here, uh, we can even take it a step further. Three-part prize. We go yeah, spread exactly. off. Here's one. Go find this person. Here's you got to go find the other and bring mm -hmm. something back to this one. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's uh, I want people to take it and do exactly like you're going to do. Do your own thing. Come up with a new game build on whatever I create and keep upping the yeah. game until it gets ridiculous. Have you ever heard of the Goose Chase app? I have not. 
It's on Google. Um, my city, Akron, I live in Akron, Ohio. They And actually the city does this. It's actually a scavenger hunt app. And they run scavenger hunts all over the place. And this Akron runs them once a week and they run for the entire week. And it's stuff like while you're out walking around, you got to take a picture of a dog or you got to do that. And you just upload all the stuff and it tracks. You get a certain amount of points for each picture or each, each thing you do. And it tracks it all on the app. I'm literally downloading it right now. Okay. <laughs> it I might be something you can integrate into this. Yeah, that Because I think like... you can actually make your own scavenger hunts on there also. That's perfect. That would actually so, be really well, – thank you for the heads up. I'm, I'm going to look into yeah. that for sure. Like I said, it's something my city was – since you – all the city events have been canceled for the summer, yeah. basically. So this is something that everybody could still be doing an activity that involves the whole city and the whole community that wants to get involved. But no one has to be together. Yeah, yeah. And you can well, actually see on the, bo- on the boards who's doing – what and stuff who uploaded what for each thing uh-huh. and who, yeah and you like, can see the pictures that were taken and all that stuff yeah and if it has a built-in like leaderboard that's perfect then i know we, who claims the prize who did the best and we we may have to do that f- just for us right yeah no that's a yeah, good we could start that tool. now and even i mean if you're just okay do something with, with your it, listeners we'll, yeah and if you're okay with it we'll plug it on the bounty hat facebook page as well yeah yeah, yeah. do something where Cause, um cause i would love find, to tie it in with you yeah and, and make sure it's something you can find written nationwide yeah exactly that's that's awesome you do something like this send a picture of you know a star wars a star wars villain or something you know we need to know who you're tracking mm-hmm. find us your latest acquisition you know send us your latest acquisition or something you know something like that where it's still story it's still fun and still like playing star yeah. wars so or like you got to go to target and find a specific thing because you can never find action figures at any of these stores so you got to <laughs> find like the specific um figure on a peg <laughs> yeah yeah, that could be good. And see if really anybody good. can find it. <laughs> so I want to ask, while while we are still talking bounty hunt, do you take prize submissions or donations yeah. for prizes? I do. I do. I've got actually a One. couple from different groups. So I've got some Kyber crystals, right. some stuff from Hondo Supply, and I've had a bunch of actually little like smaller Etsy shops and stuff reach out and say, hey, can we like donate a prize? And what that means is they get a cool shout out when I do the hunt giving away that prize. So. Oh. Yeah. We will I will email you after for your address. I got six yeah, awesome. Wookiee radio stickers that I will donate to a cop to to the to bounty hunts. Cool. If that works. And see the other part is like not only does it go through the Instagram live, but the last time I did it, I had my son walk around just as my cameraman and just film it also. So I haven't released those full videos yet, and these were at the end of February, right before the parks closed down, about a week or two before the parks closed down. Um, so I've been kind of sitting on it. I'm going to be doing a new Batu Bounty Hunt video showing off how all of those hunts went. Some of them I explained to you a minute ago, right. but I haven't really shared them with my YouTube audience, which is my biggest audience. So I'm going to start once we get rolling back, going to the parks regularly again. Um, I kind of want to make it a show on my channel where it'll be like, you know, this is this month or whatever I can get down there. I get go about once every month or every other month, but once a month or so make a big video on Batu Bounty Hunt and just show off the hunts for that day. But part of it would be kind of commercials for, you know, podcasts like yours that are sponsoring a hunt. Or I've got like Hondo Supply who makes these really cool like cast member coins and IDs. Yeah. He sent me a bunch of stuff to give away. So it'll be, you know, this hunt sponsored by this person and add a little commercial into my edited videos for YouTube as well, just to kind of help bring what my community and help build up other, you know, smaller creators or other people who want a signal boost. Well, like I said, I've got six, six stickers. And yeah, these yeah, are yeah. these are stickers that I had made from uh, Sticker Mule that will be coming uh, your quality. way. So it's a good quality sticker. Cool, yeah. I'll shoot they you my PO coming. box. They will be coming your way. So um, now, droids. droids. How? Because how, I know we watched, I think the one it was about an hour, hour and a half long. And we're right there in depth. We, we, we saw you talk about, um, what was it, Sad, or uh, your, your art. S4D before BY. Yeah, yes. Sad Baby. I'm yeah, gonna Sad Baby. Yeah, I've uh, I have so actually within reach, one, two, three, four, five droids, and there's one back there. I've got six. See, here here's the sad part for me. Right now, they are offering down here for cast members fifty uh, percent off discount uh, at Disney locations, including Droid Depot. And I can't get into wow. the park. I can't get into the park to build a, another droid. Wow. Or I would. I would be, I would oh, no, be I got a BB it. unit down here, too. Because I would be building an R4 unit. That's, I think, no, my son built an R4. I was going to say, I don't have an R4. My son built one. That's the one back behind me. 
Yeah, I want to get the, uh, the black dome, uh, white and black body, and turn it into the Imperial Press Corps droid. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I was doing a, a photo shoot last night to promote some uh, some pins and patches that I'm making for the Batu Bounty Hunt. So I've got, like, credits all over my desk right here. And I just keep, like, I don't know if you can hear them, but they're all, I just, like, spread them out everywhere. So I'm like, let me place my droid somewhere where they do everything over. So how did, how did you end up getting started doing your droid videos? Uh, and, um, and did so, you expect them to take off the way everything else had? Well, with Galaxy's Edge specifically, I had a plan leading up to the opening. Uh, at Celebration. They had the I didn't go to celebration, but I was sitting at home by the keyboard ready for any information to come out. So as soon as it did, I started doing videos like reporting. Oh, hey, this is the stuff they're releasing each day because they had a booth at celebration that would change every day. Right. And it would show off the different products. So I would do videos about what we're going to expect from Galaxy's Edge. And I had a community member reach out to me about a week or two before the cast member opening. So it was like middle of May. And they said that they found on Shop Disney some of the codes that if you put in these like four digit letter codes, you could find pricing for products. Even though you couldn't buy them on Shop Disney, they were listed and they had prices. So I decided to just make videos on that, like Galaxy's Edge pricing. And that whole thing, being the info guy before the park opened, boosted my channel a ton. And uh, I was lucky to have reservations for day one opening, and I snagged a couple other for like day two opening, and then I went back a week later, and I went back a week later, I had five (laughs) reservations during that period. And my goal with that was, whatever it costs, get it, you're going to make it back in views. So buy a droid, document the process, learn everything you can, like offer value to your community, give as much info as you can on this stuff, because a lot of people can't make it during this reservation period. The FOMO is going to be very real and they're going to want info on what to expect and how to make the right decision. Like, I'm fortunate that I can travel there often. Uh, Not everybody can and people need to plan. They need to budget. They need to know how much it's going to be. They need to know. So my plan was be that guy, give people that info. And so one of the videos you watch where I did a full, you know, everything about the R units, every accessory, every sound chip how much it costs, yeah. what it does. The plan was give, put the info out there before anybody else does. Yeah, because you you had done, it was a combination video of your, R, uh, your R3 and um, the ball droid at the same yeah. time. That would be him. Yep, yep. And, and then I, I did it separately too. I broke the info down and was like, well, let's do one just on R units, one just on BBs. And I did another one on how they interact doing experiments. Right. That was a live stream. I, I we we watched the replay of the live stream because I think you had that yeah. saved. Uh, but you know, my daughter's just sitting there going, "Okay, this is the I'm like this is going to be the best guy for you to research what you want, <laughs> whether you want a." She goes, "I I know I want a, a BB unit. I just don't know if I want the chips or not." And um, originally, she was going to go with one of the scoundrel sh- chips, and then decided last minute, no, she really enjoys having the movie voice the regular bb sounds yeah and she she didn't because we were we were hoping well if the chips in it it would alternate between the sound chip uh, and, and the, the other voice. yeah and, yeah it just changes it completely and yeah which is the sad part i, w- yeah. I wish it, i wish it would do the alternating or What's you could cycle is, through both is through that like when i first built my droid i knew i like it it's a hundred bucks and for a hundred bucks i wish it looked a little more star warsy so right. I knew I was going to weather it, and I, that's why I decided to add all the little the little teardrop and everything on the eye and dirty it up. I wanted it to look like it belonged in Star Wars. And as I was doing that, I was thinking, I can't be the only one doing this. There's got to be other people mucking up their $100 toy. And so I started the community Mubo's Droid Builders Club yep. because of that. And I started reaching out. I started searching Instagram for other people who were doing it, telling them, heads up, I'm starting a, a group. You know, come share your creations over there. Let's teach other people how we weather. Let's, you know, any new techniques, let's do that. And that community just took off on its own. They started doing those droid escape pods, uh, the see, cat I, carrier backpacks. My my daughter is looking at one. She wants to get a purple one. Oh, yeah, the, the escape pod thing, the yeah, backpack? Yeah, the... <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, because of you, we, we got the regular backpack. Okay. And um, 
and I eventually that's will what I use. I, I prefer that. And I will eventually get the uh, Mobu Builders patch for her to add to it. Oh, you, you got to act quick on those because those things sell out in a I day. Know. I know. Every time you pull them up, like, yep, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I ha- There's some, I think in two weeks, uh, July 31st is what I posted today. I'm selling the patches and pins for both groups. And I'm imagining they're going to be around for about a day or two before they're gone completely. Because I have a bigger quantity this time around. The first time I only did like 100 and like 200 the second time. And this is my third round. So I upped it to like 250. The pins for Mubos, I have like 500 of those. But I don't imagine those lasting through the weekend. Those will be gone quick. So that's why I'm like, let me put out the word today. Give people (laughs) a heads up, reminders for the next week and a half. And just have it go on Friday and I, I will be definitely done. be if I don't get it this round it is happening next round yeah yeah I'll, I'm going to keep coming up with different yeah. designs and the, the idea is because it's kind of special when they're a limited amount yeah you know it definitely gives it that feel of like well, I need to get it now or I miss out but there's still another design that'll be coming in a month or two so you don't fully miss out you just maybe miss out on design number one or design number two but it makes the people that got that feel a little more special because they have that and it makes yeah. you know trading fun too. People go to the meetups because we have physical meetups for the Droid Group too. See, I don't know. I don't know if there's meetup. I haven't heard of meetups here, but I haven't. In January, we did our first East Coast one. Okay. Uh, we've got a girl Holly who is our like East Coast liaison for the group, and she had it. I think there's about twelve people showed up in Disney Springs uh, outside the Star Wars Trader Shop down there. Okay. Um, the idea with the meetups is to do them outside the park so that if people are annual pass holders and they're blocked out or something, they can still go to a meetup. Gotcha. So we specifically do the meetups outside the park. At Disneyland, we do them like literally right outside the gate because it's a smaller property. It's not like Florida right. where everything's a bit more spread out. Um, but we're literally outside the gate in the picnic area in Disneyland. And so if you can't go in the park, that's fine. You can still get there easily as you can anything else. Um, but in Florida, we decided Disney Springs was the way to go. And then afterwards, if people wanted to you know, go from there to Galaxy's Edge, they could. But we always make the meetups officially start outside of the park so anybody gotcha. can attend. That's good to know. Yeah. So I know I've been hogging a lot of the questions. Ken, Derek? <laughs> no, we're just enjoying the conversation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So um, now we've we've all done podcasts here for a long time, but um, doing doing video is a totally different animal. How long did it take you to actually figure out the tech side of doing videos for YouTube and stuff? Well, I started researching. So I put my first video out March 20th of 14, but I started researching how to make videos in November. So about four months of, you know, in my free time looking at like, how do I, you know, how do I make a time lapse video just using my iPhone or whatever, you know, I had back then. It was like an iPhone 4 I had back then. Like, how do I make some kind of, how do I put text on a video? You know, I had to learn all those little baby steps. And it literally just has been baby steps slowly just upping my production value. I just more, I feel like I just barely learned how to light things decently, not here on the Skype camera, but for my videos. <laughs> uh, like in the last couple months, I feel like I finally sat down with like okay this is how i need to properly light my video so it's constantly just learning new little techniques here and there uh, every once in a while i'll take my youtube's earn- youtube earnings and be like all right time for a camera upgrade time to get a better lens learning yeah i'm still constantly learning so i can't really say that there's a time because i'm always just like picking up a new technique or a new thing just as you go cool and what what do you you said you started on like an iphone 4 where what are you <laughs> using now to film your shows or your um, i've got a, i've got a couple cameras i've got my iphone which i use for like close-ups and toys and stuff but i use a canon uh m50 oh okay uh-huh. yeah it's a decent little camera it's not bad it's kind of lightweight the lens i've got on it is actually really heavy because it's a newer lens i just upgraded to uh it's a more cinematic looking lens which i, I bought like a couple months back i was do I, again i just spend all my free time when i'm in my day job i just put on videos on like learning how to increase production value how to learn stuff about analytics like the backside of youtube on how to properly make titles how to properly make thumbnails because uh, that's that all comes with it too it's not just like turning on a camera it's learning analytics how to find out what is working on your channel what's not working what kind of things reach the audience what you know where the retention is and where they drop off and just kind of always tweaking your videos to increase retention get the click with your thumbnail because if people don't click on your thumbnail you're not going to get any views so there's a whole backside to it that's not even video production it's more just learning marketing and like seo mm-hmm. 
Okay. Interesting. Yeah, uh, we have a YouTube channel ourselves uh, that covers all the shows, or at least the three shows. Uh, we be Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, Wookie Radio, and it we're not at your level yet, <laughs> not even close. And it and it's but since it's we're doing it's a grind, so it is a grind. And, and part of it is I just don't have the time to put into it because of real job at <laughs> yeah at, no i hear you doing and then <laughs> trying to maintain this it. well okay i do know how i get stuff done i literally do not sleep <laughs> like i'll go i'll go some days where i'll you know i work from nine to five come home work till about two in the morning like we'll say hi to the wife and eat dinner but like go back to work from home till about two in the morning get a couple hours of sleep do it again or some days i just don't sleep I will literally just do all nighters with no sleep working on what like if it's a force Friday night when all the new merch comes out. Uh, I'm out at the store at midnight. I come this is after work. I come home and I record, 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 edit everything I can and trickle out stuff for that weekend. Like I go like two day, two and a half days with no sleep, like on those things. So it is when people are like, oh, you're so lucky you get to go do all this stuff and buy all these things. I'm like, yeah, I'm working 100 hours a week doing uh, this, burning the candle at both ends for real. Yeah. Uh, so it is a, it is a hustle and it is a grind to just keep yeah. putting out videos and learning how to just increase production quality as much as you can with whatever your means are. Yeah, totally understand. Hey, I mean, it, it's, it's a grind on the podcast side of things. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Ken, That's Ken, interesting. Ken's involved in two at the moment. His third mm-hmm. one is on hiatus. Uh, I've got there the three. There might be something happening with that, but I don't know. Sweet. Um, I have three, soon to be four, plus a, a podcast network, which which we call a collective. And then, Derek, you've, you're on two with me. And then you got two of your own, and then you're starting your own little (laughs) individual project as well. Yeah. So we we totally get, you got your real job, and you got the other, and um, I would love to be You still find time for family and everything else in between. It is. It is. It would be nice. Sleep on the weekends. (laughs) I mean, if I I could give up one thing, it would be the real job. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, we we be geeks, which is a show Derek and I do. Um, that shows my oldest show at eight years, and we're still not. I mean, I would love to be hitting ad dollars and whatnot with it, but it's still not quite there yet. But it's, it's well, yeah. eventually getting there because we we've partnered with uh, we're the podcast partners for the Pop Insider, uh, Toy Insider, and the Toy Book. If oh, you're yeah, familiar heard the ad with at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and that's just recent. Uh, like I think we're getting ready to go into our tenth week with them. So oh, it, okay. it's. It's great partnership there. Wow. Um, so I, I derailed or slipped out of the hyperspace stream. <laughs> uh, so let's snap back in. Favorite droid of all that you own and have built? I know. That's like picking your favorite child. That's uh, okay. You can pick your favorite child, too, if you want. It's, it's true, and I might have one. <laughs> uh, oh, I knew I was going to knock something over. This is probably my favorite for now, if you can see it. This is a Tiki Droid R0NG0, or Rongo, themed after the Enchanted Tiki Room. Oh, very cool. It's an R0 droid. Yeah, I kind of gave it a wood grain kind of look. I don't know if I can hold it up to the screen a little bit better so you guys can see. And I put some of the knee braid, but painted them to look like uh, Jose and Pierre from the Tiki Room. And I used the drink tray and put little clay green Dole Whips in the back just to kind of match. Green but yeah, this is my favorite droid. That's awesome. This is my favorite droid at the moment, and it's got a blue personality chip inside of it. So for all the rest of us that haven't been to um, Batu or haven't built any droids, what does the um, personality chip actually do for the droids? It really just changes the sounds that they make. Like By default, the R units all sound like R2-D2, and the BB units all sound like BB-8. So every time you hit the little button on their remote to make a make noise... Or when they're interacting every couple minutes with another droid or with a beacon inside the park, they make a certain set of, let's say, 12 or so different noises. And when you put in a personality chip, it just changes that set of 12 noises. Again, 12 is not the exact number, but yeah, it just changes like the style of the voice. And when you hear them, you can be like, oh, you know what? I've heard that on Clone Wars. I know that droid voice. I've heard it in different parts throughout Star Wars before. Uh, but they all definitely okay. sound unique. It also changes when you're in the land. There are beacons like let's say you're in the droid depot. There's a beacon that kind of sends out a Bluetooth signal and any droids that pick it up will they'll you know move their head around for a little bit and do a couple beeps. If you're in the first order area, the little first order shop, there's another beacon there and it will make a different people say like it makes their droid seem scared or you know frightened if it's a resistance droid or it'll be happy beeps if it's got a first order chip. 
Yes and no. Like, it still has the same finite amount of sounds. Like, let's say 12 for this example. When you're in the first order shop, it might make a resistance droid pull from three of those every time. And if it might make a first order droid pull from four of those. And then when you go to the resistance base, it swaps. It would be like the you know the first order droid would pull from a just set of four of them. Maybe they might sound happy or scared, whatever. But it's it's not really. It just pulls from a set within the you know the amount of yeah. sounds available. Now there is a set. Of, there, so what? Go ahead, Dark. I was gonna say. So what did you mean when you said your droid had the blue chip? So it makes. Let me see if I can get it back out and show there, you. There's you there's six chipsets, correct? Two resistance, yeah. two first order, two, two. scoundrel, and each one right. is a different color. So each chip on its own is a different color. So uh, the resistance is two colors. Um, scoundrels two colors so, and so we'll show colors. you guys right now I'll put it up to the mic well maybe let's see if I can get this thing out it's tiny so I'm taking the chip out right now and it's going to sound like R2-D2 sounds so every time I hit the little sound button those are definitely R2's noises yeah so I'm going to put the blue chip in now and you guys are going to hear a drastic difference this is a resistance chip so, again, in the resistance area, it would only pull certain sounds that I guess sound happier or something. I, I just don't – people, like, do it in their head that it sounds happy or scared. It's it's just a different set of sounds. But so this is the blue chip. A little slower. It's almost right. more musical. It is. It yeah. is. Yep. And the, there's certain ones. I don't know if you can see it, but it also makes it light up, too. Yeah, it just changes the the sound font that it uses, basically. And what made okay. you decide to use that one for that for that droid? Um, I had used all the other ones. Sorry, <laughs> 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 it was the only one I had left. I was like, I didn't want a first order one, um, and that was that just sounded right for Rongo, you know, for the because Rongo is one of the tiki's in the lanai outside the tiki room. Uh, he's one of like the the little statues they right. you know do the pre-show. Mm. Yeah, and so I was like, well, you know what, Rongo's got kind of a deep voice. Let's do this like slower sounding one. Put that in there. Um, now you you said resistance will act quote unquote scared in the first order section, happy in the resistance section, and vice versa with the first order chips. What about mm-hmm. the scoundrel chips? Um, they, they? What I've found is they go off a little bit more often inside of Doc Ondar's. I haven't really had them go off inside of Oga's. They're supposed to be a beacon inside of Oga's, but I haven't noticed them going off any more than usual. But when I have my two droids that have scoundrel chips in inside of Doc Ondar's, they go off more frequently. It's always hard to hear exactly what sounds they're playing or pay right. attention as to like which you know specific ones. Uh, but there's people uh, through the Galaxy's Edge Discord who have sat and broken, like, I don't know what they hook up. They're a little bit more technical than I am. But they have extracted the files for the different sounds, and that's how they know, that's how I know about the different file folders that, you know, your beacon will only pull certain ones from this group of fa- sounds because these people have broken it down. And they have actually bought one of these on Etsy. It's a replicator of the droid beacon. So it's this little chip that they programmed. And you connect a battery to it, and once it goes on, I can cycle through which beat. So there, my droid went off because this is the Doc Ondar's. It's going to flash on my little screen here, Doc Ondar. And I can change it to be a first order beacon. Uh, this is the oil baths just outside, like where the blue okay. stand is. Yep, yep. And so these different Bluetooth signals affect the droids in different ways when they're on, depending on their chip. And really, the different ways is just what sounds it pulls from of their set of sounds. I, I've seen some, too, where they have uh, taken chips, bought extra chips, and reprogrammed them yeah. to sounds. Yeah. That way you could well, have the droid a, group, a Ubo's Droid Builders group. Yeah, they're, that, they're doing crazy stuff. That way you could have an R2 unit do... Yeah, so they'll, yeah, they'll take the chip. Um, we've got some... I think a friend of mine did a Star Tours one, so it plays like the Star Tours chime. Um, they're working on a 007 James Bond style one right now. Another friend of mine's doing cool. so you can reprogram these chips to instead of the sets that are making noise right now, instead of, let's say that those 12 sounds I said, you right. would just swap the files with 12 different sounds and put those on the chip and then pop that in. And it would, instead of beeping, it would make those, whatever sounds you set them to. See, I, I would love to do something like that custom with my R4 when I do the, the press droid chip yeah. or press droid look with them and i would love for someone i would love to do a custom one and have one the sounds be the um emergency tones from the show emergency with squad 51 you you know what i'm talking about no i'm not familiar with the show but 
It's a show from the 60s, 70s. I, I'm not sure how old yeah. you are. It was basically <laughs> a, um, a fire department version of Chips. Remember Chips? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm well, but it, it, was I, the fire de- it was for the fire department okay. well, the, the, instead. The premise of the show was it was to... Um, it, it, or paramedics or something. It was the paramedics, and it starts off with, here's a group of paramedics going through when California is allowing paramedics to do more in the field than just, okay, apply bandage, call mm-hmm. ambulance, and go. Um, but there... But whenever the the firehouse, they would get calls. Uh, they like a specific sound it would play. Yeah, and where is it? If I remember, I did actually a lot of the um, until. Um not that long ago, a lot of fire departments still were using this. There was yeah. a certain, dif- depending hmm. on what the call was, a different tone would come over the speaker. Yes. Oh, it was so then, it depending was on what was needed, they knew before they actually mm-hmm. got the information. Yeah, yeah. They, they would know um, specific tones for specific emergencies. Yeah. If it's the whole yeah. station, it was one tone. If it was like a squad unit, the rescue unit, it was one tone. Engines, another tone. Um, here is. Yeah, I mean, as, as long as you can get like an MP4 of it, there's people in the droid group that can definitely use it. Each time I hear this, I think it would be a great tone as well. That would oh, be yeah. such a great droid tone. Yeah. Well, almost sounds like a very, um, like that's what they've made um, later on for the old dial up modem. That sounds <laughs> yeah. similar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you, you say you're a Disney fanatic mm-hmm. as well. Do you, the new Star Tours tone, do you know what it's what it was originally used for? No, I don't. Because it's actually repurposed. Oh, is it? It Now, you've got the uh, Star Tours tone. Uh, let me pull it up. you got the original. So this is where I, I get to have fun with this. Here's the original chime for, for the makeover in the 3D. Now, the current one, which we all know and love. Right. That was originally used in Body Wars. Oh, okay. At Epcot. It's the same chime. Huh. But when Body Body Wars went down, they moved it over for the new ride. Interesting. Huh. I, I didn't which, know Body Wars makes... predated Star Tours. Hmm? I didn't know that Body Wars predated Star Tours. Uh, I think they were about the same time. Oh, were they? Yeah. But when Body... that or it, what it is, is it, it predated the um, remake of Star Tours. Yes, gotcha. it predated gotcha. the remake. See, now you got me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, Body Wars. So Body Wars opened October of 1989. And Star Tours. Star Tours was 86 or 87. Disneyland was 87. Uh, Tokyo was July of 89. Uh, Hollywood Studios was December of 89. So the original tone predated Body Wars by two years. Mm. So um, do you have a favorite personality chip? Um, I want to say the purple smuggler one. It's the one I've got in my uh, my sad baby droid. The silver smuggler one. That's the one that I, that was my first droid. Before I knew I was going to own a billion droids, I was I figured I would have one droid and just buy all the accessories and swap out the chips for information reasons, just to share that, you know, with the community. Um, but I really liked that one the best, and that's the one I ended up keeping in my droid. I'm trying to see if I can get find which remote. I've got six remotes over here. <laughs> so I'm like, which one is the one that controls it? And, and it's going to be the last one I go for. Do you have the remote on your phone as well? I do, I do, but I don't have everybody set up to it. My daughter loves it better than the remotes that come with the droid. Well, you can do a lot more things, like making it dance yeah. and like. She she finds you can control. She likes how you can control it better because it, it's, you get a little more precision with it. Yeah, because it's got the like the iPod, the old iPod scroll wheel yeah. vibe with it, uh, which is, I guess, also similar to what's. Sphero had with their BB-8s in the beginning. Very similar to that. Yeah. yeah. So actually, yeah, we'll keep going. No, go ahead. Um, you have the, that quote-unquote pirate beacon. Have you ever actually just tossed that in your? Did you have it when you were able to go to the parks and just toss it in your bag and just let it run randomly, so that as you're walking through Batu, <laughs> people I have not. bananas. You, you know, actually, this is kind of a funny story. When Galaxy's Edge first opened, um, there was a bunch of like in the lead up to it, there was a bunch of people taking phone cases and adding model parts, yeah, and making data mm-hmm. pad cases. I, so, I want to do that, and I was I was gonna, and if I got a I an Apple Watch, I loved what you did. Uh, with oh, yours, yeah. and I was going yeah, to yeah. ask that you. One got, that one got a lot of notoriety, too, actually. I was going right? to ask you, how did you do open. that, and would you be willing to make one? <laughs> I'm actually working on a video right now to make two of them and then auction them off. 
Um, I bought all the pieces for it. I just got stuff off Amazon. I got like a bumper for like $9 off Amazon. I got a leather strap for like 13 or 15 bucks. Yeah. And so I did my wood burner and just burned in some Arabesh characters on there. Uh, and I used a Bandai kit. I got it like Hobby Lobby. I went to Hobby Lobby because I could use a coupon. Right. Um, but it's the X-Wing and Y-Wing versus set. It's normally like 20 bucks. Yeah. So I got it for like $10. And just clipped little pieces and super glued them on and then painted it and gave it a wash. And I was like, done. And it was actually really simple, but the first, uh, getting to what your question was about the chip, my first data pad case, I took apart the, uh, I think I've got one right here, this um, force, I forget what this is called, when the action figures came out for um, Last oh, yeah. Jedi, they had this little thing, you pick it up and uh, it makes yeah. a choice. Top. Right. You, you could get an it, extra one of these. You could get it at Ollie's for six bucks. For like, yeah, for super cheap. So when I was making my first data pad case, I actually gutted my extra one and used like pieces from it. And use the chip in it to glue to the back of my phone case to make it look like a data pad, you know, like it's got a real computer chip on the back with wires. Disney security did not like that at all. They thought it looked too much like a bomb. So they actually took it from me and <laughs> threw it away. They were oh. like, you can't add in. They didn't say I could take it back oh. to my car or take it to a hotel or whatever. They said, no, you have to get rid of that. And this was on like the opening day of Galaxy's Edge. So I got to make a fun video about that. You got to hide better. That's all. <laughs> having the chip on the, uh, on the actual case kind of has me leery about bringing any kind of chip into the park. So I have not brought this in to answer your question. I have not brought this back into the park at all. Well, uh, like I said, that's where it comes into you got to figure out how to actually put it in there without all the wires hanging out. Yeah, yeah. that's And it's a pretty small, if you can see, it's just a very small mm-hmm. battery pack with a yeah. little wire. So it could be hidden pretty easily. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's the thing I noticed about the chips, especially if the droids are in your backpack, you can't really hear them that well. You can feel them go off when you're wearing the backpack, but with just the noise of the park, you can't really hear them that well. Right. From your back. So it's kind of one of those things is like, it's cool, but the personality chip and then beeping in the backpack is more for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I have an iPhone as well. Uh, I use the Autobox Defender. Okay. And I'm looking at doing the same thing, taking an older um, silicone and, and gluing the parts on it to make a, a data pad. That way I can yeah. also clip it to my belt, to my belt clip. Oh, nice. Yeah. I just, yeah. I got a couple like, you know, seven, $8 cheapo cases that I was like, I'm just going to ruin these things and paint them and glue stuff to them. Well, the, so no, I didn't want it too expensive. Nice thing with OtterBox is when it comes time, I just call them up. Their warranty program costs me six bucks in shipping, and I get a whole new case. I'm like, cool. Oh, so I will be taking the old case. <laughs> um, this one's slowly starting to get worn. I will probably take it, get a new replacement case, sacrifice this one. Yeah. That way it's still somewhat viable and converted over. And for that one, I used, I think I got some like tank, like World War II tank kits. Yeah. That I found at Hobby Lobby. I just like bought one and I was like, well, that looks like I can use it. And so for the phone case, I used I went a little bit bigger scale. For the watch, I used the smaller scale Bandai uh, X Wing and Y Wing kits. But for the phone, I had like some 3D printed pieces and some other stuff. That's perfect though, because it's for Star Wars and it, it, everything in Star Wars was done by kit bashing model kits. Exactly. That's exactly. how they built everything that's in exactly. the movies. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's how the data, data builder started. Speaking of kit bashing, we've been talking about droids. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, sad baby. Um, we we have a, a listener. He's a Patreon listener. Um, and I, I felt this is a perfect question for all our podcasts. Um, so I'm not going to ask Derek or Ken this week. So it'll be just for you, uh, partially because of where we're at time-wise. Favorite Star Wars droid? Uh, you uh, the word favorite. So, so we're going uh. <laughs> to so go two ways. Favorite style and favorite droid character. Ooh, okay. Um, favorite style. Probably the probe droid. I really uh, like how the probe droid looks. It's you know, good it's, choice, good choice. It's a very different, yeah. Like first time we saw that on Hoth, it was like, whoa, what is that thing floating around? The sound it makes, it like, mm-hmm. weird, kind of like yes. this. It was cool, Which, very different. Uh, the day we are recording this is when the San Diego Comic Con Hallmark exclusive mm. arm and it yep. sold out from the European oh, pre-sales me. before it even hit the U.S. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was sold. I know I woke up at 7 something this morning, and it was already sold out. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Anyway, so. So favorite, favorite droid character, right? Favorite droid character. This might be kind of a stretch because we didn't get a lot of character from it, but I've always liked the lore and the story, um, even if it's not truly canon, 
of R5-D4. Okay. And the, the story of R5-D4 allegedly purposely blowing the motivator to unite R2 and 3PO together uh, is kind of a heroic move. It's one of those things that came up in a comic in like a little weird side story. That yeah. that's, he did it on right. purpose. What, uh, I always wasn't, that. wasn't that in the um, droid, the droids one-off that written by Chris, uh, Estelopoulos. I know I just butchered his last name. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly which one remember. it was. But I know I remember, yeah, like I don't seeing remember. it in like a little side section of another comic. It's a little I've had a question. Story. Yeah. I've had a question about that specific scene for a while because somewhere I remember seeing, I don't know if it was video or in maybe in the original radio plays or something. Wasn't there at one point where R2 actually did something to him so that when he rolled away, he blew the motivator? See, that's what it I was always like, R2 thought. R2 broke a piece off or something. I, something, something like that sticking does in my sound head familiar. That, yeah, that, I don't know if it was a deleted scene or something at some point in 40 years. <laughs> yeah. That R2-D2 that, that, actually had done it to him. I've see I've seen that and then I heard the comic kind of rewrote it. That's what I was yeah. like that's what I was like I don't know if it's canon the R5D4 okay. story that he did it on purpose. Um but yeah, I do know I've heard what you're talking about and I can't place where it's from either. Cuz I could have swore I saw it somewhere. Actually not you, just reading did you it. You play the card game, the customizable card game, yeah. Star Wars CG. It might be in there cuz I'm a big Star Wars CCG oh, nerd. Oh yeah. And there's a I lot of little have my first Yeah, I have more cards. Oh, so I I have to look through them. I hear some I've not played them. That, that was my gateway to magic. <laughs> uh, see, I never played magic. I always wanted to, but I was like, yeah, yeah. but Star Wars CCG is what got me to like, okay, I'm yeah. going to, I'm yeah. going to dive in hard well, actually, on this. Now here's a fun the part. Go back. game got me into Star Wars. <laughs> oh, nice. Go back and watch that scene, that whole section of they're pulling the astromechs and, and watch the continuity errors that take place during that whole sequence. <laughs> it is it took me a while. It was more recently, I think, when I first showed the films to my daughter uh, before Force Awakens to get her ready. So six years ago is when I noticed there is a pretty big continuity error. Um, I want to say it involves R2. Either R2 or I've, I've R5. I've heard that there's some there, but I've never. And, I, and it's very it's funny. It's, now that I brought it up you're, and you go looking for it, you're going to see it and go, oh, yeah. Oh, sure. And you'll never unsee it. <laughs> but the funny part is with Star Wars, I actually listen to them more than I watch them like yeah. for me yeah. since I was like in sixth grade when I got really heavy into CCG and everything um, it became my after school I would just put it on while I did homework yeah. and while I'm just doing something to this day now I'm 36 years old I still do that. I like come home and Star Wars is my background music. Any Star Wars movie will just be while I'm working on something else. I'll just throw it on. And I, I listen to them more than I watch them. But I'd say out of seven days a week, probably three or four are some Star Wars movie every week for the last, you know, 20 some years. Um, so I'm going to ask, are you reading the Star Wars comics at all? I'm not. I was for a little while in like 2016 and then I fell off. Okay, then I won't ask favorite Star Wars title. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to give you a good answer on that. No problem. Uh, any other questions, guys? We're getting we're getting close to that time. No, I, I'm looking forward to figuring out what we can do possibly with this um, nationwide or worldwide uh, hunt. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if we I set mean, it up right, you could do it anywhere in the world. I know what it is you're trying to look for. See, I need to find yeah. someplace too where I could possibly find um, like loose. I, I I enjoy watching a, a show called Major Wrestling. Was it Major Wrestling Podcast? Wrestling Figure Podcast with uh, Matt Gordona, formerly known as um, Zach Ryder, and uh, oh, okay, yeah, and Kurt Hen- uh, Kurt Hawkins, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Murray, um, and they call figures that are not in packages Lucy's. I need to see about finding a bunch of Lucy Wookies or uh, Han Solos, Lando, other you know various scoundrels, Hondo, older flea have, markets, yeah, have, or like have mom and pop toy stores. Yeah. And have that as, as potential potential prizes as well. Yeah, and I know for me, um, because being a cast member, I did not pay full price for my chance dice. They had them at our cast connection. Our oh yeah, I heard they had some cheap, some cheap Galaxy's Edge stuff at those, and they they were like four bucks. Like, yep. So I got. That's not bad. I have three. I have a pack in my. I have have a a pouch that I keep in my backpack. My daughter has a pouch. I have a pouch. Uh, I sent these two guys pouches, and uh, they're great. (laughs) I, I, uh, I one thing them. I wanted to add real quick on the uh, the nationwide 
uh, bounty hunt thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The most recent one that I did, I actually did on my YouTube channel over the span of the last eight videos. So oh, cool. I, I reviewed, if you can see the child back there behind me, the little yep. baby Yoda. Yeah, uh, I, I just saw him that, today. <laughs> I reviewed that in the middle of May. And in that video, I bought two of them because I found two at the store. I was like, I'm just taking them both. So this was like early when they first appeared. So I announced then I was going to do a giveaway. And in the next eight videos, I hid in my video, like a little glitch would happen. And they would show like flash Arabesh on the screen. So people would have to pause it, decode the Arabesh, and put the phrase together over the last eight videos. So the last one just came out this week, the last word. And I said the first person to message me the full phrase wins the Baby Yoda. So I just gave that away this week uh, when I put out my video Tuesday. But it's something like it was a bounty hunt that they've been working on since the middle of May, just slowly piecing together the next part of the phrase. And that, you know, people, I let anybody in the country play. I said, I'll ship it anywhere in the U.S. I didn't want to pay international shipping because it's ridiculous expensive. But so you can do stuff like that, you know, get creative with it. And that's what I want to kind of have the community or, you know, groups like you do is kind of figure out a way, you know, push whatever works for your platform and your medium, right. find a way to integrate that into the uh, the bounty hunt thing. And we, we can all just kind of use it to grow our platforms yeah. as a way to promote it and also kind of give back to the community and have little prizes and, you know, just keep it fun. We're, we're going to have to talk more because I definitely love to see us work with you with the bounty hunt stuff even more and maybe even partner up some uh between the podcast and the and the youtube channel now while we still have a couple minutes left uh give a chance for you for us to have the tables turn and you ask us a question Hmm. all right i don't like using the f word the favorite question (laughs) i was gonna ask is like what's your favorite now i like to stay away from that because i feel like that's always too easy um, are you guys into the animated shows at all? Yes. Clone Wars, Rebels. Oh yeah. Okay. As a, as never, a matter like... of fact, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm currently doing a rewatch, uh, a chronological rewatch of the entire Star Wars saga, including the cartoons, which I am now starting on Clone Wars um, for my gotta, podcast. So, yes, I am into the. So animated where does oh, yes. Ewoks fall into that? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> what about resistance? Resistance has to be in there. It's part of canon officially. Resistance. We'll get that. Get we'll it. get to yeah. that eventually. <laughs> That's a way. Got a long way, way to so. go before you get there. Now, how did I you guys just started Clone Wars, so I'm not worried about Resistance right now. Were you guys fans of it at all, or were you amongst the majority of not? Uh, not your thing? I watched it. I, I did watch I, it every week. I, I caught it early because yeah, it always released early on the app. Uh, and, and part of it because we, we discussed it here in the guys. show. An unenthusiastic, yeah, I watched all yeah. of it. <laughs> I watched all of it. I, yeah. and I had fun with it, but no, watching it, knowing what it was, knowing it was not meant for yeah, me. Nice. It was yeah. not. Yeah. So it was, it was fun for what it was. It was not what I was hoping for. And it, but I'm a, I'm also the guy that has no problem with Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> Oh, so. no, same. Have you actually have you guys watched the um, speaking of Jar Jar Binks, the Jedi Temple yes. challenge show? I, I, I don't know. I watch four. it. I, I haven't watched it yet. It's I great. It's great. I mean, I, I'm a you know big '90s nerd kid. The reason I do videos now is probably because I wanted to be on Nickelodeon when I was eight. You know, it was yeah. So like watching Legends of the Hidden Temples and stuff like that that I, I just loved growing up. So seeing that format brought to Star Wars is just amazing. So that's yeah. awesome. You guys have watched that. Now I want to run that game. Right? There, need, right. there needs to be a Father's Day special of that game. Or the, or the Father's <laughs> Day. The dads have had it. <laughs> they they uh, really yeah, should. Yeah, you're a little late on that one. Uh, Father's Day was a month ago. I know. but Season two? Exactly. <laughs> so you had a question for us. Um, well, it was kind of more about how you guys felt towards resistance. But yeah. now I know. That was kind of more my question. Fuck, it's awesome. It's kind of a, it, it's I, a, I am... Um, I will say I am uh, I am resistant towards resistance. Okay, but the funny thing is how people answer that is a good gauge of like where they are in the fandom. Yeah. And, you know, you some people will like be vehemently and angry against like, no, it's trash. You're like, OK, I, I have a good feel as to where yeah, you're at. It's OK. Now. I mean, it's, but the way you guys answer stuff. like a, a calm, like, you know what? It was it is what There's, it was. I appreciate it for what it is. And no, you know that it like you right, said, it's yeah. not necessarily for you or guided towards you. See, my, I feel the same way. My daughter was the age I was guided for and it didn't hold her interest. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, I mean, she it didn't hold many people's yeah. interest. But I think we got two seasons. <laughs> Yeah, I think I yeah. think that's because like all the cartoons, uh, they're maybe not for my age range or whatever, but I don't I don't really believe in that. I, I love cartoons. I watch cartoons all the time. Yeah. Um, so sure. I don't think anything I wouldn't say the show's not for me. It's absolutely for me. But 
similar to your daughter, it didn't hold my interest either. And I, I love this stuff. Like I live and breathe Star Wars every day and it couldn't hold my interest. So yeah, it's just, it's interesting. I absolutely yeah, I love think Bucket. It's like, yeah. Bucket was, I love you like Bucket. any new droid that's added in. Well, yeah. Hey, I, think, I actually, I actually I, have the Lego really Bucket. They didn't really use him that much. They didn't really use Bucket that much though. I don't think they yeah, used him as angry. well as they could have. Disappointing thing. Well, I think yeah. what it was with this was um, all the other shows actually um, made a point of during the show advancing the can- the story. Right. This was obviously something totally yeah. outside of the story that kind of just touched in on it once in a while. Yeah. Right. The story, the general story of Star Wars wasn't advanced by this at all. Clone no, Wars, I, right. Rebels both actually advanced the actual story and narrative of what the story is. I think they were trying to. This was something on the outside. I, I think the initial thought was they wanted this to be Rebels 2.0. Oh, to build up to okay. Here's the creation of the resistance, but I think they brought it in right too close to the well, Force Awakens. I think I think the other thing is I want to see more. I really want to see more story from between the time of of Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens. I want yeah. to know more. Oh yeah. I want to know more about that period of time. And Resistance just didn't didn't no. fill that no. that need. I I think also. Yeah. Part of it may have been um, just the way they did the uh, sequels in general was how mm. it was totally closed to ha- closed off, so that Resistance yeah. couldn't touch in too close right. because they couldn't um, give away any of the secrets of what's going on. Yeah. They did, exactly. and they were right. a totally separate production than what the movies were. Whereas right. Clone Wars was all being made by the same people making the movies. Right. That's a good point. So you could tie them in a lot easier. Yeah. This they could touch in certain right. things, but they couldn't touch in the, everything because it was a totally different crew doing it, totally different people writing it, and even and nine changed so much from what it was gonna be to what we ended up with. Exactly. So there, yeah, there was no way they could have integrated that smoothly. Where can people find you online? Uh, the Dano Channel on YouTube, uh, the Dano Channel on Twitter, <laughs> uh, Facebook.com slash the Dano Channel, and Instagram is Dano Flores with a Z, F L O R E Z. Those are, that's where you can find me. And of course, uh, I'm, I'm active. seeing a pattern there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Almost like he's learned something about branding. <laughs> and of course, the, the Mobu Builders Club, Droid Builders Club, yeah, Mo- and the. And the bounty hunt. Yeah, so Mubo's DBC, like Droid Builders Club, Mubo's DBC.com will take you right to the Facebook group. And BatuBountyHunt.com will take you right to the Facebook group for that. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. And on that note, there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.